0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. What a beautiful day out there. As you can see or feel, whatever, I'm not doing Instagram live in this one. You can feel that I'm in a positive mood. I'm in a great mood. Um, it's been a cool couple of days because of sunshine more than anything else. I'm looking outside. There's people walking down the middle of the road, as is the way with the, you know, the two meter rule. Everybody's enjoying walking in the middle of the road so that you don't actually walk on the side path. Side path. That was half between American and whatever way we speak, the sidewalk or the footpath. People walking in the middle of the road, but why wouldn't you be? I mean, I should be out walking somewhere at the moment, you know. I should be out walking because it's sunny, it's beautiful outside. My girls, or my daughter is out with her mammy, and I should be out with them. But I've been feckin' busy. It's like, it's late on a Tuesday now, and I've, I've been through so much work today. I didn't think I was going to be at home inside as much as I have been today. I've literally not been outside today, actually, so I've got to get out anyway. I hope you're doing well. We've got a fantastic episode coming up. As most of you know, who have been following me on the old Instagram world. Oh, they're back now. They're back now. They're going to interrupt the intro. But anyway, they're back now. I just gave them a knock on the window to show them that I'm recording the podcast. You bought me the paper. Woo! Um, but as 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 loads of you will know who have been... Um, follow me on the old Instagram, which has been great crack. Um, The baking has progressed from not just the the little buns that we were doing, but I did a couple of loaves there the other night um, and uh, really happy with them. They they worked first time. Brilliant. Perfect. So I'm delighted with that. I I could work a small bit more on the shaping, but there's there's not a huge amount of work to be done there to get the shaping to be better. But I then also went ahead and made my instructional video. And I know you guys are all delighted about that. Um, it took me literally a whole day to make a video for you guys so that you could watch how to make my Japanese milk bread buns. Up on Instagram, went live today, delighted with myself. It was a lot of work. It was 53 videos, to, or, 50, or maybe it was 56, something like that, to make the story. Uh, of, of the instructional video for you guys to make the buns and so many of you have been asking me for the recipe which of course I have sent you on the YouTube clip Um, but I wanted to make my own personalized version for you guys which I did make and uh, to which mo- a lot of people said thank you so much for doing that, it looks like a lot of work <laughs> i.e. thanks for the video, I'm not fucking doing this <laughs> which you're um You're not wrong. I don't blame you either. Um, So anyway, we'll talk a bit more about the baking coming up. And I will also be talking uh, a bit about how the last week has been um, since I last dropped a podcast on you. And thank you so much to everybody who replied to the question this week, which was, what is it that you find? So what's your weird, sexy quirk in a person? which we got loads of answers to, which zero of them were male. And I'm kind of wondering, is that because men are afraid these days to express their 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 weird sexual kinks because they'll come across as perverts? Because let me tell you, the women aren't afraid to tell you. <laughs> so we'll be getting to those questions as well. Thank you so much to everybody who um, uh, responded to the question as well. Uh, thank you to the uh, people who just sent messages saying, sending lovely messages to the show saying thanks for the work and all that stuff um, if you want to get in touch please do so on Instagram my Instagram handle is at HelloStevo simple as and I'm on Facebook under Stephen Mullen Comedy and that's it those are the two really I do TikTok as well which is HelloStevo as well but the way to get in touch with me most of the time will be on Instagram And if there's anything you'd like me to talk about in particular, do send me a message on on Instagram. And thank you so much for uh, all your messages. There's one other thing I was going to say there. I can't remember because there's no shows to tell you about coming up and up and coming or anything like that. As I'm sure lots of you will have heard already, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival has been cancelled. So that is the big the big thing for most comedians out there who are writing a new show, they want to go to Edinburgh Fringe, and so my um, show that I've been writing is kind of, it's not on hold, I'm still kind of working away at elements of it, shall we say. But, um, yeah, there's only so much you can do in your bedroom without going out and gigging. So, um, there's no shows to tell you about, but what else is there to talk about? Um, uh, There's, well, this is the introduction, so I'm not going to talk about it now. But anyway, I'm just. This is the introduction. Just say hello, and I hope uh, no matter where you're confined, because all over the world people are listening. Thanks to my friends out in the U.S. Out, um, I hope you guys are doing okay because it's getting really bad out there at the moment. Ireland, thank God, at the moment. It seems that we have uh, stopped the rise at the moment, so I don't want to jinx or anything like that, but well done to everybody who is uh, staying at home um, and uh, and then supporting the HSE, the Health Service Executive here in Ireland, and all the people on the front line. Um, and we will hear in this episode from some people who are working on the front line. And um, to my friends in the UK as well, they're going through a tough time at the moment, so I'm wishing you um, nothing but safety and good health to you and all your loved ones um, here is another episode of the show for you, ladies and gentlemen. I do hope you enjoy. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, Steve-O! It's a change of animal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Hello, Steve-O podcast. Maybe the positive attitude is coming out of a sense of feeling caffeinated. Maybe that's what it is. I did get back on the coffee, which is probably, it was probably not the time to be getting back on the coffee. You could argue that ending up in isolation where you can't really move that much, where you can't really be up and about doing your normal life, where you can't really be expending as much energy as you might do in your normal day's work, maybe... Now isn't the time to be taking caffeine on board again so that you're so hyper and wired. I only had kind of a smaller cup today, so it's not that bad. I've actually been enjoying it a little bit. I mean, I think because of the baking, the coffee has a little come hand in hand with, you know, and I, I love my cup of tea, but, you know, the coffee is nice to have with the bread. And Actually, the reason why genuinely I started back was I was having the odd one here and there, and then... To kind of support my friend at a proper order coffee company, the only way he has of making money is because he sells wholesale uh, bags of coffee. So that's kind of why I started um, buying coffee again to support him. So um, at Proper Order Coffee Company, if you want, to, you know they're down in Smithfield here in Ireland. If you want to order some coffee, you can order beautiful bags of square mile coffee from him um, on his website Proper. ProperOrderCoffeeCo.com is his website. And uh, I ordered some beautiful coffee from Bolivia today, and it was really good. It was gorgeous. Um, So, yeah, shout out to all the guys at Proper Order. I hope you're doing well. And if you're in Dublin, you can order some lovely coffee beans at ProperOrderCoffeeCo.com. But I've been really enjoying the coffee. I, I brew mine in a Chemex. Now, there's those of you out there who are going... What the fuck is he talking about? No, no, that's not the voice of the people. It would be more like, what the fuck is he talking about now with his fucking chemics? What's that, huh? Fucking fancy coffee, people these days. You know, what I mean, when I was a lad, now we just used to have Nescafe, Nescafe now, and you'd put a couple of spoons of instant coffee, you'd swallow it around with a bit of milk and five sugars. <laughs> The whole point of these fancy coffees is that they taste good, that you don't need to put milk or sugar into them because all the other burnt crappy stuff, the instant stuff and all that kind of stuff, you have to put sugar into it because it's so bloody bitter. But anyway, a Chemex, I think originates in Japan, actually, which is, wow, it's in keeping with my Japanese milk bread buns. A Chemex is a glass vessel which is kind of, conical shaped at top and then opens out into a bigger kind of bowl I suppose at the bottom it's all one piece and in the top you put a filter paper and your coffee grinds and you pour uh, your hot water over it uh, in a, a specific fashion and there's recipes and ways of doing it and then the coffee drips down into the bottom of the vessel and then you can take out the paper filter and you can pour out pour from the bottom into your lovely cup your lovely brewed freshly brewed coffee so I like that in the morning with whatever bread I've baked Um, so it's just been nice to be back to that little ritual again to be honest with you coffee is great as well to get the old bowels moving Um, but anyway I have a green juice and a coffee in the morning and if that doesn't wake up the (laughs) bowels nothing else will but so yeah i've been, been enjoying being back on it a little bit and i've been drinking a little bit too much because what the one of the recipes i use eventually ends up in like half a liter of coffee and that's actually too much of coffee to be drinking in the morning so i cut it back today and it's like a quarter of a liter which is 250 uh grams of coffee um and uh Oh, I'm just getting texts of somebody wanting to trade bread. <laughs> um, so uh, for sourdough, I don't know if I want to trade my white bread for sourdough because I bloody like my white bread and sourdough. Everybody wants to do sourdough, so I don't know if I want to trade it. Um, but anyway, I will uh, possibly do that. Um, there you go. That's that's the world we're in now. People want to trade bread. <laughs> I traded with my mother last week because she lives about ten minutes walk from me. So she made me empanadas which, if there's any Argentinians listening, you all know what empanadas are. Empanadas are... I don't want to compare it to a Cornish pasty because that's fucking insulting. But they're a lovely little pastry, which were, like, probably a little bit smaller than the size of your hand. And uh, the traditional uh, filling for an empanada would be, like, meat, a little bit of raisin, a little bit of cinnamon there. And um, uh, it's it's genuinely gorgeous. And this pastry is, like, oval-shaped. And... um, It's pretty, um, it's pretty, how would you say, it's just pretty, it's pretty tasty because you could actually, technically you could eat a whole like, bunch of empanadas for your dinner. But I think, in our, uh, if I remember correctly, it's kind of in Argentina, empanadas are a bit more of a starter. So you'd have a few empanadas to start. And, like, meat isn't the only one you can have. you could, you could uh, They can be filled with ham and cheese. They can be vegetarian ones, I think. And there can be all sorts of different ones. And then there's two ways of doing the empanadas. They can be deep fried or they can be baked. We normally would do them baked. But they're gorgeous little things. So I went down to my mam, and she had made... Oh, she makes this amazing onion pizza as well, which I love, I love, I love. Um so she'd made the onion pizza and the empanadas. I had made a load of uh, of the milk bread buns and um I went down and did a trade with my dad in the street like dodgy drug dealers with their white hand uh, gloves on uh, trading food and the guards are stopping people all over the place going where are you going where are you going and I'm trying to to go down the back alleys of all the different streets so nobody catches me doing my deal with the food. So we came back with the empanadas and um it was great it was a lovely little meal. But now somebody's text me asking me to trade empanadas <laughs> <laughs> for a sourdough. So has to be done, why not, you know? People are enjoying enjoying it, so uh why wouldn't you? So um so, yeah, so the so the bacon is still going. I, I've moved on into the loaves of the milk bread, but it's gorgeous. I, I'm really, really enjoying doing it, and uh, and, and happy out doing it. And, and thank you to everybody who continues to send me the pictures of the baking that they've done. I've genuinely got people baking, and that's kind of cool, you know? And I really hope that you enjoy the video that I made. I'm not even joking you. Last Friday, it pretty much took me the whole of Friday to film that content for you. It was a pain in the ass. And I'm not supposed to say that because... I'm supposed to be all like yeah yeah it was a bit of fun it was a bloody pain in the ass to record the whole fucking thing but um, I did it for you guys and I'm getting loads of text messages of people saying uh, sending me their photos of the buns asking me questions about which flour I should use use all purpose flour whatever flour you can get in the shop it's fine don't worry about it too much um, I would say probably what is more important about the, the the buns is getting the rise right. You know, getting the the dough to rise. So you want to kind of, um, yeah, you want you want to get it to rise, and you want uh, to when you when you're covering it with the cling film, you want to have it in a in a place that is kind of warm. And I know in Ireland we kind of think sometimes, like if you have an airing cupboard, you know, where the immersion was and all that, you know, that's the kind of place a li- just a little a touch warm, not not. Warm, warm, like fucking turning on the heating, fucking warm, you know. Um, but that will really help with the rise of it. What I do is because we've got a shitty gas oven and our house actually isn't naturally that warm because it's quite an old house. I put a blast on the oven for like a minute and then turn it off, and I put it in there and it leaves the oven a bit warm, and I and I leave the dough in there to rise. And but so I, I think getting the rise is is really important. Um, and when you're doing you're kneading it and all that kind of stuff, that you don't use too much. Um flour because that was the, the first time I made it I used way too much flour and it was just the yucky it wasn't great at all um so so yeah so there you go that is the 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 vibes of uh, of the baking and uh, it was great it was I I genuinely have talked to my agent about doing some kind of uh, online content of like if I could get a production company on board I definitely could make some funny cooking baking content because I've cooked I cooked for years cooking is such a huge part of my family and um cooking always goes in hand in hand with something else. I love Bert Kreischer's show Um Something's Burning. He's a comedian who's a very shit cook, but he kind of interviews people and cooks at the same time. And uh, you know, I could basically make a Hello Stevo podcast of cooking slash um cooking slash interviewing slash having the crack of people. I'd love to do that. And I had a I had a meeting with a production, I mean, of all the shit that's going on at the moment. I get my first meeting with a production company who who would like to, who are interested in working with me. It's just kind of where if we can work together with regards kind of does our, you know, our interests and the things that we want to make crossover, does that work? Do they have anything that they could work with me? I, you know, who knows? But um, so that was super cool. I had a great conversation with a production company last week. So that's kind of given me excitement for, for life ahead when we do get out the other side of all this kind of crazy carry-on. um, So, yeah. So, just lots of baking. And I read... uh, I've got got a big, massive, chunky 500-pager book on on comedy that I read and studied. And uh, I was just... Sometimes in these situations, it's kind of about just getting those tiny little goals for yourself done. Um, Went for a run yesterday. I'll go again tomorrow. Trying to... For me, I'm always competitive about that kind of shit. But... I want to try and beat a certain time and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it was a busy week last week. And in the meantime, doing loads of writing. Kind of the start of my writing was actually organizing my ideas. So a lot of you watch the Instagram Live that I did there the other week. Or you might have seen me doing Instagram Live with, um, with Des Bishop on his podcast. And my room is covered in post-its of ideas. So the yesterday's project was getting all those post-its off the walls and transferring those ideas into the notebooks and, and filing and all that kind of stuff, which is kind of boring But when you work in an office job. But then I realized, like, hold on, this is my office. So it's exciting kind of just taking all these things down off the walls and kind of going, oh, yeah, what was I thinking about that thing about? um, I don't know, all sorts of stuff, you know? So that was cool of yesterday. And it's amazing how organizing um, gets or I think it was U2's manager or something like that, or u two's producer had said before that organizing or tidying up his office tends to um, create flow for further ideas. And it's interesting how that kind of did happen for me yesterday as well. So it's mad. So if you're feeling like bored or, I don't know, or thinking of something to do, tidying up kind of helps with the head, but kind of lets you come up with other ideas. And there's a great job satisfaction out the other side of it, let me tell you. I've plenty more tidying to do. But I just think it was a really positive thing for me um to do and uh it, 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 it just it felt good. So if, if there's anything good for your mental health, obviously we have to do the exercise and all that kind of stuff, but the the um the tidying side of it is good for your head as well. So I said I, I was delighted to get um the the questions from you guys, um so the answers from you guys in the last few days about what are the weird things it is that you find sexy. And I, as I said, I got loads and loads of lovely messages um, and uh, loads of pictures about bread and loads of questions about bread and we loads of banter. And thank you so much for getting in touch and for listening to the show. But I got this one message that really stood out. And because um, sometimes you do your job and you don't realize how it's affecting other people. And in a good way, I mean, and it's fantastic. And everybody out there, I think... Um, probably doesn't realize the good effects that they can have on people sometimes. Um, I'm only talking, I'm not I'm not talking about this from a patting myself on the back point of view, but when you're constantly, I don't think in terms of positive effect on people, I'm, I'm always, you know, generally probably stressing about writing the next show or writing the next joke or how do I make the next thing or how do I, all these things. And I'm sure to a lot of you out there, it doesn't appear that I feel that way or that, But I'm stressed and anxious in ways like that we all are. But sometimes you do get a little indicator that you did do a good job in something. And um, you have affected somebody positively. And that's kind of cool. And the reason I say that all of you do that is because I've had this way before I was in comedy that, you know, I worked with people on building sites or I was working in cafes a couple of years ago. And I left one business and um, this guy came up to me who... I wouldn't. I just worked with him. I just was doing my job. I never really thought anything of it. But he thanked me for for how I looked after him um, in his time working in there, and uh, I just didn't think anything of it. I just when I was working with him, I never thought that I was looking after him. I just kind of thought I was doing my job, and he was somebody who needed help, and I was trying to encourage him and trying to help him get better at stuff. And um, but you know, he came and thanked me for just for essentially what I thought was just doing my job so and I was just focused on doing a good job and all, all I was doing was waiting tables and making coffee but that that's definitely out there for all of us no matter what line of work that you're in that once I think sometimes we forget no matter what the job is whether you love it or hate it or not if you concentrate on doing the best you can on the job you will be astounded by how that can have a good effect on other people like I've worked in in restaurants a lot and like some days I knew it was just my, go- my job just to have a good attitude today because everybody was moaning. Everybody was giving out about whatever, not getting paid enough, not the customers are wankers, such and such didn't do their job, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And that can be a rabbit hole. That can be a never ending rabbit hole that you go down and you're just kind of just being, you find yourself being negative, negative, negative. And I sometimes found myself just kind of having to go, look, if I just have a good attitude today, even if someone treats me like a piece of shit, if i can just turn around and go well i'm just going to laugh or i'm just going to be nice to the next person or i'm going to um do my best to do a really good job then um what you know people do appreciate that especially as a waiter people appreciate it and, you know it's not about even getting a tip they mightn't tip you or nothing they just go well, that guy was really nice or we had a good lunch because that person was nice to me So, actually, being a waiter helped me with those skills a little bit because you kind of learn that you're trying to make somebody's day. But, obviously, with comedy, you're trying to make people laugh as well. So, hopefully, that that has a good effect on you. And you can be working in, in, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, people will perceive the shittiest jobs to be, but, you know, like collecting the bins. Yeah, well, now those people are the most important people in the world right now. And all of a sudden, somebody who's collecting the, the bins... And doing it with a smile on their face or whistling or whatever, you know, that makes a big deal to all the rest of us who are just sitting in our house, sitting home, cooped up at home. And then the bin man goes by whistling and gives you a wave, makes you feel better about the day, you know. So we can all do it is what I'm trying to say. But I got this lovely message and I'm really grateful to Ali for sending it in to me. And she said, hi, my name is Ali. And I saw you at a gig in the comedy Dublin Comedy Crunch in October. Uh, Dublin Comedy Crunch is a show that's down in the Stag's Head, for those of you who don't know, in Dublin. Uh, It's always a great show. Runs on Sunday, Monday, Tuesdays. Great show. So she said, I saw you in the Dublin Comedy Crunch in October and I loved it. And I just wanted to say that I've loved listening to the podcast. I'm a nurse on a COVID unit and I love listening on my way to work. It helps me with the anxiety and the dread. Thank you so much. Also, I've got my weekend off next week and would love to make the Japanese milk bread. Would you send a recipe? Of course I did. And Ali said um, she would send on the pictures when she does it. So, jeez, um, I just realized today, I'm recording this on a Tuesday and she sent that to me on Monday. So she's already thinking that she has a weekend ahead. She has the weekend off. I hope she, I mean, I don't know, but maybe Ali... Um, Maybe that's Ali's first weekend off in a while because I know a lot of the um, the front line, a lot of people who are working in the health service are not getting uh, a lot of time off. I know there was a, there was a cleaner for a, from a hospital in Cork who said she's had one day off in 60 and she wouldn't have it any other way. So I know the people in the health service and on the front line are working a lot of hours. So... Um, I'm delighted to hear that Ali's going to try and make some milk bread buns on on her time off. But I'm delighted that I can just um that the podcast does have that effect on people and that it is having an effect on people who are on the uh on the front line and who are in the situation where they're, you know, they're pfft, they're just helping us all survive, aren't they? They're just um they're just protecting um the country and it's it's amazing. It's kind of words can't really put Words can't really describe how how you know, important they are and how grateful we are to to everybody on the front line. So Ali, thank you so much to you and I sent her a lovely message back to say, on behalf of everybody who listens to the show and everybody in Ireland, thank you so much for all the work that she does and, and, I, and, I, and I, Ali, I genuinely mean that I hope that the anxiety starts to alleviate a little bit and I know it's a really stressful situation that you're walking into but uh, please God, uh, all the staff are um, supportive of each other and that the morale is high and I really hope that um you got like you know if you're feeling anxious ali you know who knows what you can pass on to somebody else positively and go do you know what i'm feeling anxious as well and you know you get each other through it and hopefully you can you can have a bit of a smile here and there and a, and a bit of a laugh no matter even though i'm sure you're in some horrific um situations as well um i really hope that uh the positive energy that that the rest of the country can give to you is carried on through um the the wars and and Again, I don't want to jinx it, but Ireland, it seems, is doing a pretty good job of flattening the curve at the moment in comparison to some of the other countries out there. So everybody, keep doing what you're doing and don't get selfish and keep remembering that by staying at home, you're helping people like Ali in the hospital to um, do their job and we're not overwhelming them with too much work and uh, just well done to everybody out there who's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, Thank you so much again for um, the message. Ali, and I hope that I get to see all of you who are listening at a show when all this is ended and we can all have a big, bloody laugh together. Um, So, uh, yeah, again, thank you so much, Ali, for your message. So going back to this week's question that I put out, which was, I think, something along the lines of what is it that you find weird and sexy? Because that's a true story. We were watching Larry David, me and my girlfriend. If those of you didn't see the question on Instagram stories, I basically put a question out to the world out there and said that um, I was sitting watching Curb Your Enthusiasm the other day um, with my my better half and I, I commented on how Larry David, the main character, who's a, uh, it must be in his 60s, a balding Jewish guy, uh, how he gets really hot dates. Like the girls he goes on dates with in the show are really hot and I'm like, I mean, what What's up with that? Was my question. To which my girlfriend responded, I think Larry David is sexy. And I was like, what? What is sexy about Larry David? I mean, he's even... I think he's even putting the effort to take everything that he has that is not the best looking or sexy anyway, and he's trying to make it even less sexy. I don't think he makes any effort on any level to be sexy. I, th- I would have thought that he would epitomise everything... That is the opposite of sexy. An old, balding man with, you know, he's got weirdly large hands. Now, I know there's maybe ladies out there who think that that will convert to the gentle position. Position is the wrong word. Gentle situation. But maybe, maybe not. That's still not the point. The point is, it's like, sexy, really? But then again, I can't judge. I can't be sitting here going, you know, my girlfriend doesn't know what sexy is because she goes out with me. So, I mean, on some level, I mean, I really don't think I'm sexy now, but I definitely, as a younger man, thought, yeah, I'm not a bad-looking chap here. But uh, living in London will take that, strip that away from you, let me tell you. (laughs) There's too many good-looking people over there. So I don't think of myself in those terms whatsoever. But it does lead me to kind of go, Jesus, am I... Does my girlfriend find me sexy because I'm not sexy? Is that, is that her thing? <laughs> that she's attracted to not sexy people? I don't know. I was confused. But then I thought about my own self and realized that what I find sexy in other women, because that is my um, preference, is the ladies, that what I find sexy is not necessarily what would be conventionally sexy to other men. Because there's plenty of times that I have found an individual sexy where other um, friends of mine in the situation where I'm kind of saying to them, I find this person sexy. They'll go, "Ugh, what is wrong with you? But to me, sexy comes in so many different formats that I can't really explain it. Like sometimes it's an older woman and I'm talking old. I'm talking, there's ladies out there when I'm going to say, I find this sexy. They're going to go, really? Are you joking? That's awful. Like, I don't... I'm pretty sure I've said it out loud before. I don't know if my missus is listening here, but... Dame Judi Dench. I'm not even joking. She is so hot. And I and I know that she's probably a quarter of my height, but... Man, oh man. I find her so attractive. So attractive. And I know she's even half blind now at the moment, and... That doesn't, I just, I don't, what is it about her, you ask me? I, I don't know. I think it's just, it's definitely the eyes. And for me, a lot of sexy is in the eyes. And it's not to do with the looks at all, the aesthetics of a person. It's the eyes. Some people just know that they're sexy. Or maybe it's that they don't even think that they're sexy. I mean, I don't think Larry David has that look in his eye, that he's not even thinking about it, that that's what makes him sexy. No. But Dame Judy Dench, pfft. Oh, I don't know I'm not I don't even I can't even express it even further without it getting weird you know what I mean I just find her very sexy and then to me there's other there's other people that you know I find um again it was a, it was a taste preference that I would have that lots of other people lots of other male friends of mine would just go like no nah, no nah. but like there's a certain type of larger woman that to me is extremely sexy and again it comes back to the eyes there, there's a, there's a, a, a breed is the wrong word to use, but there are larger women out there. Of, I mean, it's not even just larger, but women of all shapes and sizes that aesthetically people go like, nah, I, I, I don't think so. I wouldn't be into that at all. That to me is just like, um, how do I describe it? I've just been with, you know, in the past in my history, been with much larger, um. Ladies and I say larger, larger than me. I mean, like much, much larger than me. There was a girl once that she was a size thirteen foot. That was her shoe size. That's the the difference in 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 size. I'm a size ten, you know. <laughs> if that's to give you a picture, and but she was, it was just her conversation, her attitude, and um, like she was bigger than me in every way, and she was she was large as in you know. I don't mean uh, fat isn't the word I that's obviously a negative term but like she was big like that but to me she was just sexy and it was like a great it was a great night <laughs> but to that to other to like 90% of well not 90% but certainly all the lads around me at that time were like eh, what is wrong with you but like it's a fucking cliche but beauty is in the eye of the beholder and so is sexy sexy is in the eye of the beholder so as I was saying, I got all these messages in from all sorts of people, and I want to start off with the probably the the most common one. Jane texted in, which was like, "I've oops, excuse me, I've heard aspects of this a lot, but what she finds sexy in particular is, um, I'll get to the other aspect of it, which is it's not a cliche, but there was a time when it you know this was really in thing. But anyway, Jane got in touch to say that it was it was gardeners. Specifically, <laughs> specifically, gardeners was what was what she was into, and uh, Dermot Gavin, who was uh, he was on um, a, he had a, a gardening show in Ireland basically years ago. I actually was at an event with Dermot Gavin like two ten years ago, and he got up to speak at this kind of a conference, kind of a thing where there was honesty, man. There was three thousand people thing. It was in South Africa, and he was absolutely hammered. And got up, and no one could understand a word that he was saying. It was fucking gas. But he was this, like, really kind of South County Dublin kind of guy with, like, he had hair like a poodle. He had this, like, really curly hair. I mean, sexy, he was, like, to me. Anyway, if I was to choose what sexy was in a man in those days, I wouldn't have thought that's what it was. He was like this small South County Dublin guy, you know, who just, like, talking about the fusions, you know, and the, 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 the sagoshas and all this kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> but you wouldn't call him sexy. I think now, actually, come to think of it, I was speaking about eyes, but I think I clearly remember him having really electric blue eyes. I look, came across really well on camera. So maybe maybe that's what Jen was, was finding um, sexy in him because it wasn't his body and it wasn't his, you know, he wasn't a particularly tall guy. You know, so some women would say they like the tall man. But I I, I said... I said so what was it that he just it was? You into dirty hands, like dirty fingernails? And she said, "Yeah, pretty much. A man's hands that look like they've done a hard day's work outside is what she said in particular. And then it turns out that this is a common theme: dirty big man hands. And then she put in the cliche of and those Snickers workman's pants. Now, for those of you who are." Listening from abroad, you're kind of going, Snickers, as in the chocolate bar. No, 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 no. Snickers in Ireland, and I'm sure the, New- the UK as well, um, are a brand of workman's trousers that I used to wear when I was a carpenter as well. And they have these pouches at the front that are kind of like to kind of replicate a, a tool belt so that you could uh, put your tape measure in there or some nails or some screws or whatever it was, you know. And uh, And I remember very clearly having them wearing them at the time i was a younger man i was in my late teens into my early 20s when i was wearing snickers and it was a big thing but the girl girls just loved you walking around in your snickers i had a couple of girlfriends at the time and it's like a big turn on that i like had snickers like which is odd because when you were wearing them you're just kind of like it just meant you're in work mode and you're in a horrible building site covered in dust and muck or whatever and you kind of just wanted to take them off and go home and have a shower and just get rid of them you know but this was a huge turn on for the ladies back in the day. Snickers in American terms, I'd say the closest would be like Dickies workwear, you know, Dickies. So they were like, Snickers were a brand like Dickies. But anyway, this was a big turn on uh, for for the, for the women. So I, I asked Jen about that because I didn't even know if that was still a thing because it's so long since I've been in that game. And... Um, and, I, and I, so I said to Jane um, that, uh, yeah, I used to wear the sneakers uh, when I was a carpenter. And she was going to say, I was, and she replies, I was going to say carpenters. Uh, no idea why that is sexy, but it's something about the trousers. I used to have an ex who worked in his dad's tire shop at the weekends. And he'd come, and he'd come in filthy dirty in them. And I'd be attracted more to him than at any other time in the week. I'd be attracted more to him then than at any other time of the week. He was a graphic designer the rest of the week. So here he is, poor Jen's boyfriend, who's probably like super cool graphic designer, you know, wears all the cool gear, going to the cool fucking, I don't know, you know all these cool graphic designers that walk around the city these days, you know. So they're putting the effort into looking good. But then he goes and gets, he gets grease monkey dirty. And she and Jen's like, oh, I'll have a bit of that now. There you go. I mean, there's no, uh, and that has come across a lot that, um, for inverted commas, that women seem to like, inverted commas, a man's man, which is like, uh, Kate got, Katie got in touch to say um, that as well, that um, she said she likes a man's man who's dirty from work. And she said, you know, a proper man. <laughs> And well, I said, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you, what, you, what you mean, Katie, a proper man. What, is, what does that mean, a proper man? And she said, um, I said, is this all about the, the Snickers trousers again? And she said, well, them too. But no, he just has to be rugged. Like, I do like older men, which I did say that. But like, I don't like pretty boys that do a sunbed and take longer than me to get ready. I can't be dealing with that. I have to be the hot one. So I guess it boils down to that then. I'm a shallow bitch. (laughs) Which is interesting. She thinks that maybe because she likes a man's man who doesn't spend so much time getting ready, she doesn't want him to be prettier than her. That's a bit odd, Katie. Anyway, I mean, are men pretty? I suppose some men are pretty. Like those, uh, the twink gay men, they can be super pretty. Like um, A friend of mine is a bit of a twink. I'm not going to say his name now because he'll give out, but... You know, eyebrows immaculately groomed and hair immaculately done and really soft skin and kind of tanned. And I know it sounds like I'm attracted to him, but I'm just saying that is pretty in a man as well. But then Katie goes on to say, and as hairless as possible. So to me, I thought a man's man would be a bit more hairy, like, you know, Tom Selleck, you know, big bushy mustache and, you know, hairy hands kind of a thing. So she wants a man's man who's dirty and rugged, but wants absolutely no hair. And I was like, well, I said as a joke, what do you mean, like, even no hairy legs? And she's like, get rid of it all. Uh, I'd prefer a man who can't even grow a beard, who can't really grow a beard properly. Like, surely that's not a man's man. That's going more down the prettier route. Is it not? She wants to kiss a a hairless face because otherwise, uh, what is it? Yeah, get rid of a lot of it. My, My boyfriend can't even grow a beard. Plus, to kiss a hairy face is bad. I look like I slid down the stairs on my face. <laughs> I get that sometimes. Yeah, if you've got a bit of a bristle on the face, it can be a bit, a bit um, irritating for the lady's skin. Um, but I don't like any hair anywhere. Legs, no hair, no legs, no balls. Get it all gone. <laughs> I was joking about the hair, so Katie doesn't want any hair on the legs either, none on the balls, and hate hairy nipples on men. Wow. Cause I I, pfft, I mean I don't consider myself that hairy. I do have a hairy, hairier front, that's for sure. But um my chest, I mean. <laughs> but uh it's not too bad. Well I didn't think it was, but I'm definitely feeling self conscious then talking to like getting messages like that from Katie. But she says she doesn't want hairy nipples from men. Um, or women, um, which is like, yeah, I, I, I mean, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, she was, and and then she said, P.S. And yeah, women do have hairy nipples too, as well. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't say women have hairy nipples. I mean, I, th- I think the odd hair has popped up on a woman's nipple, but in general, I wouldn't say women have hairy nipples. Would you, girls? I don't. I wouldn't say they're hairy in general, but anyway, there you go kind of Katie does not wants a man's man who's not pretty but kind of who's not pretty but doesn't want the hair i don't know i think there's some mixed messages there you know mixed messages i don't know what do you think about that guys i would have thought a man's man is hairy but am i wrong am i wrong you tell me you tell me marae's got in touch which was like this is a bit of a Uh, a a quirky one but she was massively attracted to alan rickman now i've heard this a few times alan rickman being attractive and really don't get it because i thought part of what was completely not sexy about alan rickman was the fact that he can't well he's he can't do anything now because he's dead so sorry about that uh, alan but his voice was always a bit weird so i was like you know hello my name is alan rickman kind of a Ellen Rickman, you know, how is that going to be a sexy voice at all? I don't, the way that he has like his tongue stuck in the top of his palate. Hello, Ellen, Ellen Rickman here. But Mairead says that's exactly what she found sexy about him. I don't understand how that's a sexy voice at all. Then she said that she just loved him in Sense and Sensibility. The get up in that, the clothes in that was just swoon. I just love those period costumes. Basically, pride and prejudice is like porn to me. Oh my goodness, Merraid, you absolute dirtbird. But I do get from the male perspective, if you're a male like me attracted to the female, those period pieces were amazing from the corset point of view. I mean I Jesus Christ. Talk about liking a larger woman. The la- the best larger women are the massive women in, in, in corsets and in, in all that getup is like, oh amazing. And then anytime there's a, like a passionate sex scene where they used to do it in the carry-on films where he's trying to get under a woman's skirt or blouse and, you know, he's a, have to lift lift layer upon layer upon layer upon layer because there's so many layers to get um, uh, under there. But there you go. Alan Rickman. Her pride and prejudice, my lady. Oh, my lady, my lady, my lady. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have sex with Alan Rickman. I mean, you know what I mean? If it was a woman, like, I, I just can't imagine what noise... It, oh. I'm arriving. <laughs> I should—he's dead. I really shouldn't be um, saying any of that at all. Mairead goes on to tell me that uh, apparently there is um, if there's a festival in Bath, Bath in England every September. It's a Jane Austen festival, and she'd like to go to that. I'd say you would, Mairead. going dressed up in her corset and men dressed in their tuxedos going, oh, "Hello, Mairead, my little lady." <laughs> oh my god is it possible to do porn on a podcast I don't abs- actually know so there you go Alan Rickman Dirty Hands and Snickers Um, uh, one of the ladies again it was all ladies for some reason the men didn't want to text in because, I don't know, I think lads are just freaked out sometimes that they think people are going to judge them and stuff. And there's definitely a lot more shame these days connected to men's sexual stuff because they don't want to look like a pervert because of all the, you know, it's a tough bloody market out there as a man because of all the psychos out there. But uh, Susie here texted me to say that she was into Don Johnson, who I did Google and it was like, you know, she was like, uh, I know it's such embarrassing, Don Johnson, don't tell anybody. And then I looked at it and I was just like, Don Johnson, he looks like some older kind of gorgeous I mean, I don't even know who he is, but um here we go. I'm googling him again. Oh yeah, he was the original Miami Vice guy. I was like, oh my god, Scarlett, I like Don Johnson. And then I Google him, he's like fucking gorgeous. He's like a really handsome older man. Um yeah, he's lovely tanned, like silver fox kind of long hair. It's like, yeah. Whatever, Susie. So embarrassing that you like Don Johnson. But she says, um, Oh, God, where am I? I I'm not going to run. Yeah, she says... But anyway, apart from the Don Johnson thing, that she likes anything with broad shoulders. Isn't that interesting? That broad shoulders is attractive. I remember being with somebody years ago, and in the middle of intimacy, she said to me, Oh, you've lovely shoulders. And I was like, what? Who looks at that? Susie does. That's who. Susie says... I like broad shoulders. You can have a face like a slapped arse but if you have them strong shoulders I'm in. <laughs> 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 but there you go. That's all it takes for Susie to get her going is some, some broad shoulders. Um, And I suppose it's like, you know, it, it it's anything, isn't it? It's I remember Do you remember like Feet are a thing with me And not in the Because there's loads of things That could turn you off Isn't there There's probably more weird things That could turn you off some Somebody than turn you on Like uh, I don't know if bad breath Would turn you off But like Because you can be having A bad moment And you just need a glass of water Or something But Something that really Fucking turns me off And not even sexually Just like It'll piss me off It'll really like Just It'll turn me off You as a person Like I would not even want to talk to you Is if you smell bad It's just like <sighs> Get the fuck away from me! You shouldn't be in public if you're smell like. I was in cinema in a cinema recently, uh, not recently, obviously, because I've been in fucking lockdown for a month. But I remember being in the cinema in recent times when we were allowed out, and um, somebody sitting in front of me took off their jacket, and I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ! Have a shower." The smell was horrific, uh, and it was definitely very off-putting. But, you know, that can turn you off or bad breath. But remember the Eddie Murphy film? I don't think it was coming to America, but it was one of them where he would sleep with a woman and the next morning he would always check their feet. And if the feet were to his liking, then he would call them the next day. And I've had a thing about feet as well, that feet can be a real turn off. I don't know why that is. I mean, I don't think feet are the most attractive things in the world anyway, but I do like in uh, in women from warmer climates, that, you know, they're constantly manicuring them. Is it manicuring or pedicuring them? Pedicuring them? That they, they're all, you know, feet that are in good nick can be quite a turn on, actually. Isn't that weird? Feet. I was thinking that. Oh, another weird quirk that I would have with like, hands. If you've got lovely hands, that can be quite the turn on. Isn't that weird? I don't know why, but it's just like somebody with lovely hands means you've, I don't know, every, everything else is probably in line and okay. Do you know? <laughs> Um, but a lot of people will talk about feet in terms of uh, being, being a massive turn off. So, um, yeah, it's all it's all different, different types of things. So thank you. I'm not going to go through any more of them, but thank you so much to everybody for sending in your lovely little your little quirks and your little dirty, sexy, weird things from dirty hands to Snickers trousers to broad shoulders to hairless men. Thanks to everybody who did uh, uh, get in touch. And um, yeah, it was great chatting to you about all those weird and quirky little things. And I am delighted to, uh, genuinely delighted to hear about all all these different things. If if anything, if you're out there and you're single, it's going to give you, you know, it's going to give you hope to kind of go. Because sometimes you think that you have to conform to what is inverted commas attractive. But I definitely find that the more that you embrace who it is that you are, the sexier that is in general. Maybe that's what it is about the certain sexier, larger woman. It's the larger women who embrace being large, can be really sexy, and accentuating all that. Maybe that's what it is that I'm talking about. You know, I remember I this this genuinely happened working in the restaurant in London, and this woman, um, my my manager said to me, "Can you take Steve? Can you take payment from that table, please?" And I was like, "Why is he doing that?" I thought I thought this was all a bit of a setup because it was just like. It was easier for him to do it. He was standing next. It was, it was just a bit odd that he asked me to do it at that moment. Anyway, I went over to take payment from the table. And um, one woman was a regular, a pretty Scottish woman, actually, was a regular. She used to come in every day. And this other woman wasn't a regular. But she was a larger lady. And um, she was so confident. And I knew that she was, she was, she was quite sexual, whatever it was about her. And uh, as I was taking payment from her, she said to me, Can I ask you a personal question, please? And I said, Yep. I, well I didn't say yep yeah, I went to uh, go on and she said um, are you single and I was like eh. I wasn't quite sure it was the answer because I had kind of just recently gone on a date with somebody and and she said are you heterosexual and I was like I am yeah and she was like um, well here's my number writes her, na- her number down on a piece of paper and says you would be a fool not to call me and leaves <laughs> and if I wasn't attracted to her before that I was after that because that was the sexiest thing ever and we had one date and it was fun <laughs> but the point I'm making is that she was just completely embracing who she was and when we went out on the date and had fun afterwards and all, she was just completely embracing who she was and that's sexy in itself so if those are the two tips that I can give you from today's podcast is that whatever job you are doing or if you're not working or if you're doing anything to kind of i mean, it's such a cliche my mammy always say to me but having a good attitude and doing your best you can with something can have a, a positive effect on the people around you and if you just embrace everything about yourself and accentuate everything about yourself, then that that can be super sexy. I'm only saying that if you're single out there, you know. But anyway, even if you're with somebody, you can just want to be sexy anyway. I said, I do with my girlfriend about that because I was like, I, you know, I was doing something. I was looking in the mirror. I wasn't happy with whatever. And I was like, I just want to be like, it's probably because I'm getting old that I just kind of feel that any kind of sexiness I did have is, is just like waning away and i said i said i want to be sexy i want to be fuckable and she's like "Why do you want to be fuckable why do you want to be, i don't I, know i'm i want to fuck kids So why do you want to be fuckable it's like well I, it doesn't matter about you i know you want it, but i just want to be fuckable to, to other people which is kind of what the woman says in the relationship normally isn't it you hear them kind of going you know the husband going oh but i think you're beautiful babe and it's like ah, i just want to be beautiful for not just you you're just going to say that anyway i want to be beautiful to everybody else that's kind of the same thing what i was doing there it's not, I'm not saying that I want to go on and fuck other people. I just want to, you know, people to want to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> to which she got very angry at that. And the whole point was taken out of context. And anyway, I probably could have put it a better way. But you know what I'm trying to say? Everybody wants to be sexy on some level. But I think sexy isn't about, it's a state of mind. Didn't somebody say that? Sexy is a state of mind. Some model said that or some bullshit. But anyway, sexy is a state of mind, people. And that's where we're going to leave the show today. Thank you so much for all your messages. If you're enjoying the show, please share it on your social media. Tell other people about it. The more, the merrier. At HelloStevo on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Stephen Mullen Comedy on Facebook. You've been absolutely wonderful. And it has been a joy to chat to you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Stephen Mullen signing off. Have a great week.